Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, formerly known as the Average Gamers Podcast. I know, we had one episode and we're already rebranding our entire podcast. This show is going to be more of a reflection of what we will be doing more on a regular basis. My name's Barry. My name's Craig. And here are our movie and gaming news slash opinions we have for this week. Yep, we did it. We made it to number two. That's what's super important. The hardest one is number two. Yeah, now we have to see how long we can get this going for. (laughs) All right, so do we want to start with what we played this week then? Yeah, we'll both start with what we're playing this weekend. All right, hit me with what what you were playing there. All right, so as you already know and you've seen on Xbox, uh, I've been playing Plague Tale Innocence after your recommendation of it on the top Mm ten. So far, I'm really enjoying it. It reminds me of a lighter type of The Last of Us. Hugo is very annoying, and I'm not the biggest fan of that mechanic, using him or running around with him, but the uh, the stealth, the puzzle solving, I find pretty engaging, so I'm, in, I'm enjoying that game. I'm glad you like it. Are you going to put it, would it move up your list then? It's going to depend on the ending. <laughs> the ending is paramount, really, for any game, to leave a lasting impression. Right. So that's why I'm going to go with, uh, the the ending has to be good for that game. Okay. And I think I told you the other day that um, the ending for me was not my favorite, so I'm interested to see how you take it. Yeah. uh, Now that I'm on Chapter 14, I know I'm nearing the end, so it's just a matter of what happens. I can't remember if it's 15 or 16 chapters, but you're definitely near the end. You should be with, like, the Pope and the Grand Inquisitor and all that good stuff. You're almost there. Okay. Um, I was playing this week Yakuza 0, since they just put it on Game Pass. Yakuza for me is an interesting series of games. I think I own two or three of them on the PS4. But as you know, when anything's on PS4, I tend to play it less for whatever reason. If it's on Xbox, I always play it more. So they just dropped Yakuza 0 on Game Pass. So I'm trying to play through that. And then hopefully the other ones will go on there so that I can play it on there. I think it's because I like achievements. Um, That's probably the main reason that I kind of drop off on PS4 games a little bit. But the Yakuza games are fantastic. I don't know if you ever played any of them at all. I haven't, but I do know they're a lot like kind of a more like Japanese Gran Turismo. From uh, No, sorry, not Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, yeah. They are, uh, especially Yakuza 0, which would technically be, I don't think it was the first one made. I think Yakuza Kiwami is the first one. That's the remake of the PlayStation 1 game. Um but it's it's like a Grand Theft Auto, except you just literally, like if somebody walks up to you on the street, at least in Yakuza 0, it kind of stops and then puts you in like a roped off area where you fight. And it's all hand to hand. There's, I mean, I think some of the guys have guns, but it's mostly you have like different fighting styles you choose from and you just like switch back and forth and it's all martial arts based but it's a lot of fun there's a lot of side missions to do i spend way too much time going to the sega arcade and doing like claw machines and playing like the games in there than i probably should but it's a really really good game and i think i just i've come to it way too late so i'm trying to catch up because i think yakuza 7 came out in japan last year i don't think it's over here yet but i know i have yakuza 6 on ps4 that i bought way back when and i still haven't opened it so yeah i think i do think i believe hearing that xbox is bringing the rest of those games right. to there or nice. there's an entire collection coming to the xbox i'm not sure if the entire collection will be on game pass but right. it should um it should find its way there and i'll definitely play through all of them on xbox uh, i also downloaded the train simulator i didn't touch it yet but i'm super pumped to drive trains around because it sounds like a good time (laughs) uh and i'm not sure how big your list is but i know we've both been playing modern warfare modern warfare is still fun we do hear that the battle royale is supposed to be announced on the 10th Mm -hmm. and we'll have our opinions on that when it comes out but I'm looking forward to whatever more that game has to offer. It has a lot to offer to begin with. It really can't come soon enough because I'm starting to not get bored of it, but it's pretty much, at least for me, my go-to game when I don't know what to play. Like, I'll play Yakuza for an hour or two, and then I'll switch over to Call of Duty, but I, I'd i be lying if I said it wasn't getting 
stale a little bit for me. Even the new maps and that kind of stuff helps, but... Well, one of the weird things for us is we play a lot of, like, the hardcore cyber attack, mm-hmm. and we only seem to be playing on the three, four same maps of Arlog, of yep. Arlov Peak. A lot Ross. of rust right now, yeah. Uh, if there's... I And I, I forget the other two maps. We play a lot of Crash is the other one, and then there's yep. one more. But well, ho- hopefully the Battle Royale is good, because I feel like pinning a lot of my hope on it being entertaining enough to keep me going in it for a while so i guess we'll see on the 10th that's not that far off a couple days we hope yeah we we don't know yet that's when the announcement's supposed to be yeah if if it is march 10th you you heard it here first we knew before everybody else (laughs) and everybody on reddit already knew but we don't count that (laughs) um some of the other games I'm just going over that I don't have too much to say about are like Smash Bros. Ultimate, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z Fighters, Monster Hunter Iceborne, and Hades, which is an early access PC game. We don't have a lot of fighting games in uh, for between either of us, so I'm trying to get better at those and maybe have more of an opinion for a fighting game. Monster Hunter Iceborne, I just really like fighting big monsters with my friends on PC. And Hades is a procedural dungeon-crawling game from the people who make Bastion and Transistor. And I'm I'm going to say I am a white girl for Greek mythology (laughs) stuff. So anything with Greek mythology gods or anything like that, I'm playing it. And I'm really liking that game so far. Yeah, I haven't heard of that game at all. So it sounds interesting. Like, I usually like that kind of stuff. Um, I think I downloaded uh, Enter the Gungeon... Yeah. That was on they just put that on Game Pass, so I played that a little bit this week as well. Um, I don't know if that's similar. Yeah, yeah. Enter the Gungeon is pretty similar. Like that's more guns where this is like spears, shields, and swords. Usually their games find a way out to systems next, so once that comes out I'll probably buy it on system too, just because I really um I'm really enjoying this game, so I want to support it. That's cool. So I think the if you don't have any more, the big one that we were playing was the Final Fantasy Seven demo. So I'm sure you have lots of takes on that, as do I. I do want to preface, though, by saying that you played it before I did. Mm -hmm. And you did text me and said, I don't even remember what you said, but the way it was worded in the text made me nervous. Because it, it seemed like you hated it. And I was like, oh, no, this is bad. <laughs> no, uh, like the Final Fantasy VII demo, first off, like the good, the great things about it is combat is a lot like Kingdom Hearts. So I enjoy it. Graphics, the game looks really, really good. Um, that opening scene with um, Aerith is really just, uh, yeah. it, it's just a pretty scene. And I think the voice acting is fine. Uh, from what I've been hearing a lot on online is that they think Cloud's too slow. But he is wielding around and swinging a buster sword that is the size of pretty much him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I keep I keep hearing people complain about Barrett's voice acting, which I don't have a problem with. I guess I would say that since like playing Final Fantasy VII so many times growing up, it's not quite what I envisioned his voice would sound like. Um, but I don't hate it. And Clouds also is a little off to me, but it's not something that's a deal breaker. Yeah, with with everything else, the the switching around characters I kind of like. I just did not like Barrett's character um, with switching around. Like he just isn't. It doesn't feel like he is much fun to play as Cloud is, because yeah. you can definitely tell Cloud is more the main character is more fleshed out than any of the other ones so far. You know, there's Tifa, there's Aerith, and there's going to be all these other characters that we're going to be able to switch between. Mm-hmm. But Barrett just doesn't seem to... Barrett seems lacking in that category. He does. I mean, they force you to use him for the enemies that you can't reach with Cloud. But the whole switching to... I forget what they call it, but like your more powerful attack that Cloud and Barrett both have... When you switch to his and then fire that off, then you have to like mash the triangle button to get him to, I guess, reload or whatever that is. I wasn't a fan of that. He does seem underpowered compared to Cloud. Like if I tried just using him for a while and it was just it took forever to kill people, whereas Cloud was maybe four or five hits and he would kill somebody. Yeah, the thing is with and maybe I'm just confused on what Barrett's Barrett's gimmick is, mm-hmm. but his like overcharge thing 
is yeah. the is when he just shoots off and deals a bunch of damage. But then I think it I think it you don't have to mash triangle. I think it's just reloading itself okay. because every time that it was charging, he would just put his fist down, his gun would glow red, but I think that's because it's charging because it's overheated. Right. So I think that that's what that is which compared to Cloud's Punisher mode where it seems like he just unleashes a very similar thing to the Octa slash. Yeah. And then you know, every time you counter, he comes back and deals massive damage, which, like, that seems just a lot more fleshed out than what Barrett's was, which is just a throwing firepower and then waiting <laughs> for it to charge again. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, we didn't see any more characters in the demo besides, you know, the two of them that were playable. Hopefully they didn't just put all the emphasis on Cloud and the rest of the characters just kind of get leftovers as far as, you know, their attacks and that kind of stuff. I'm interested to see Tifa. And how she works, because she's going to be hand-to-hand. And then, obviously, Aerith is going to be your healer and spells. Well, it's a kind of wait and see. It's not that far off. You know, next month it should be out. Uh, I don't know if you saw the leaked box art. I, I, I mean, it was kind of a given that this remake was just the first section of the game, right? Oh, so that, just yeah. Midgar. It was kind of, I guess it was confirmed on the, backs of the back of the box art there. My only issue is, you know, Final Fantasy VII, for me, hit at the right time. Like, I was the right age when that came out, so I played it a ton. I'm just nervous that this game is never going to get finished. Not this first version, but the completed story. If they're taking this much time and this first game, which they said is going to be, you know, like a 30-hour game, and it's just in the first section of the game, whereas in the original game, that's four or five hours or less and you're can you know expanding that out to 30 hours i'm just nervous that we're never going to see the end of the remake of this so they're constantly going to be working on more stuff and it's just going to be a project that just gets lost somewhere along the way which i don't want to see i yeah i've and that's one of the things like the big negatives i still have for the final fantasy just seven game in general is the fact that really no one knows like where or how far the first game is going to go? Right. I don't. I don't know. Just I'm gonna wait and see. It makes me nervous because I want the whole game out there. I want to be able to play it. I would have preferred that it was the whole game. Obviously, that's not the way they're going. But I just in my mind, I see it as this is gonna take them twenty years to to get the whole thing out there, and by then, are people gonna care? Probably not. Yeah. yeah, I think I waited, what, seven, eight plus years for a Kingdom Hearts right. 3. And Square has been you know, known for kind of just taking forever on titles. Right. And I really hope that isn't the case with this one, just because now they've built all those assets. Right. for So they can reuse Cloud. They don't have to build a whole new Cloud or anything like that. And hopefully they prove me wrong. And this comes out, and then next year, you know, like every year or maybe every six months, they're just pumping out more more and more episodes i guess is what they're calling it then that would be fine i just i look at it as this took how many years for them to make like a lot 10 years or so and then we're going to play through this and there's still 40 50 hours of the original game that they haven't touched and then you know is that going to take them every five years we get another one i hope not yeah, one of the things I did want to bring up too is I've been thinking about like the leveling up systems. Mm-hmm. So you, the this first game is supposed to be about 30 hours. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to level up to level 100 and then you're going to have to come up with some sort of way for the next game to be back down at level 1 for the next game. Right. Like I'm not the I'm not the going to be the biggest fan of that. I wish they could probably come up with a more dynamic way of leveling up the characters. So that way, you know, you would keep that same cloud right. at maybe a different level. So you're at level 100 at the end of the first the first part of this game. Maybe the next one they bring you at least back down to 30. Yeah. That way, at least you feel some sort of continuity between the character. Because if you have to, you know, end up going through the grinding again and everything like that, instead of just picking back up the game right where you left off, I feel like that's going to leave a lot of people wanting more out of the game. Yeah, and maybe they could do it, you know, as, like, games do expansion passes, like I'm thinking of, like, a Borderlands, where when the next one comes out, maybe this first one they let you get to level 30, 
because 30 seems to be a popular number with RPGs and that kind of stuff. If we do 30 and then the next one you can get to 50 and then so on and so forth, that might be a better way to do it. I would I would hate to see you can go to level 100 and then the next one you have to do it all over again because I, I don't think I'd be down for that. But I guess we'll find out in 10 years. Yeah, no kidding. When the <laughs> when part two comes out, right. I did want to ask you: Have you ever played the Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core that was on the Sony PSP? I did. I don't think I ever beat it. I barely remember it. Okay, uh, I've one of the things I'd really like to see because Final Fantasy Crisis Core was pretty much my first Final Fantasy game okay. where I really enjoyed the combat because it's very it was a step in the right direction toward that Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. type of gameplay. But it was it was a prequel to Final Fantasy VII to Cloud getting his Buster Sword, yep. and I definitely think it's definitely worth a playthrough if people want more of the background history to what people continue to say like soldier is and the mock and the mako machines right and uh the the game is old and it definitely shows its age but uh the characters i i really attach to zach fair is uh definitely a a fun character that might be kind of hard to track down now like psp and and also a copy of that game yeah, it, it would definitely be harder to get. There are other means of getting it in that. Yeah, right. in, uh, <laughs> in that we don't condone that. First of all, do not. <laughs> we don't condone emulation at all. No, we don't on the game. Correct. So, because <laughs> I don't, I never, I had a PSP, but I got it very, very late, and I think that was one of maybe two games that I had, and I never beat it because for whatever reason the PSP just didn't hit well for me. So I just never really touched it. I probably still have my PSP around here somewhere, but it probably doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I found for, uh, like, there was a time when the Game Boy SP was out, and then there was the Nintendo DS, and then I think the PSP is somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. And I had skipped most of the DS generations, like the DSi, DSi Lite, and I was just on a PSP. So that's how I came to find that game, because I know my first Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy, I think I think it's ten with Tidus. Yep. yep, and I never finished that game because the combat for me was just too was just, was just too was just too much of a pain. Yeah, yeah like blitzball. Not at the not at the time. <laughs> like I'm much more better at the strategy part of things now. But Crisis Core was the one that I finished first. Right. You know, that was the first Final Fantasy game I definitely finished. Final Fantasy VII was the first game, first Final Fantasy that I played, and like I had an NES, and that like I bought an NES when I was five. But when I was five, I wasn't trying to play Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy VII was the first one that I really jumped into. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII, when that came out, uh, me and my one friend went like super heavy into that. And then Final Fantasy IX is my favorite Final Fantasy of all time. So I'm always hoping that someday there's a remake out there for Final Fantasy IX. I highly doubt it. So Final Fantasy VII, VIII, IX, and X was like, you know, from the time I was, I don't even know how old I was when Final Fantasy VII came out, but from that time until high school, Final Fantasy was a huge part of my gaming life. So this is a big deal to me that it's done well. Yeah, and it's 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 a big deal to a lot of Final yeah. Fantasy people yep. and who people people like that type of game, right? right. For sure, because even for me, I never played the original Final Fantasy VII, but this game plays a lot like Kingdom Hearts, so mm-hmm. I'm interested in it, and also. I would really like for them to have some throwbacks to Crisis Core because there's definitely a big fan base that loves Zack Fair yeah. and his storyline. Plus, this is a good way for like people like me who say, "Oh man, Final Fantasy VII was great," and then you have you know the younger generation who may not believe it, but also have no desire to go back and play a PlayStation One game. So this is a good way for them to still get the story and make it. A little bit more playable not that the old one's not playable but it's dated for sure yeah, yeah. I've, I've i've seen i've seen people <laughs> trying to replay that entire game now yeah. and it's sort of hard to watch in a way where it's it's polygons there's yep. no voice acting or anything like that yep. so it's it's definitely hard to get through now and i definitely think for a lot of the younger generation that wants to play seven and don't want to go through the drag of it this is going to be their way of doing it yep and that younger generation will probably be 30 by the time this finishes yeah probably and i won't even be alive when it's all said and done so whatever um I, did you play anything else 
Or is that it? No, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing is a lot of games, but I'm trying to bounce around and yeah. yeah. So what about uh, movie wise? Movie we can hit wise, that. What did you watch this week? Yeah, movie wise, uh, I've pretty the only 2020 movie I've seen is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yes, I did go see 1917 on the same day. Okay, which I did like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one take and the my background with cameras is definitely really impressive. But uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was more of a spur of the moment type yeah. thing where it was playing in right next to the theater. So before I get into Sonic or you get into Sonic, because um, I definitely have thoughts on it, uh, 1917, as far as that movie goes, as a whole, how did you feel about it? Because for me, I think I liked it, but I think the problem was I was expecting more... I mean, it's a war movie, so I guess I was expecting more war action, and there really isn't. It yeah. kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, the the time that I'm watching that movie, like, it's keeping me on the edge of my seat because right. there are these moments where, you know, the action is a lot more tense. Mm-hmm. There, I, I figured there wasn't going to be a huge war scene because everything I had seen about the movie was just about the journey of the two characters. Right. The, the one shot aspect of it again kind of made me a little bit motion sickness a little (laughs) in a way and it's weird saying that but the that movie when i left and went to go see sonic the hedgehog like i completely forgot about 1917 soon after that yeah and that that's why i guess that movie didn't really win that many grammys or oscars or anything like that yeah because after I walked out of that, I was like, wow, that was a really impressive mar- marvel of a movie. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't anything that kept my attention for that long because right. it's kind of a a journey where there's an ending, beginning, and there's really no thought-provoking, I guess, point or end to the end of the movie. Yeah, I think it's because when I watched it, I had, you know, the only thing I had to go off of was the trailers. And the trailers kind of put all the action in the trailer because you really only have maybe like if you're talking like big action scene like lots of explosions and that kind of stuff there's maybe one or two and one is at the very very end um so i was going in wrongfully so but going in expecting it to be along the lines of like a saving private ryan but it's not um (laughs) it's a lot of running and i i mean the ending kind of caught me off guard because I mean, it's been out long enough, so I guess we can spoil it. But when he gets to where he needs to go and he tells him what he needs to tell and it just kind of ends, I thought it was kind of abrupt. And I was just like, "Is that's it? That oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, he got there and he told him what he needed to tell. And then that was like he what sits down at the tree or whatever. He goes over to that tree and I'm just like, no, okay, <laughs> I guess we're done. Yeah. <laughs> The movie ends in sort of a way that wraps up everything in a nice package. Right, right. The the one thing that I was waiting for to happen was the the char- one of the characters gets on a truck and the truck breaks down they can't go any further yeah. or the br- the bridge is blocked that's what it is and he tells this other general the message or what's going on and he goes make sure there are people in the room cuz some people just you know want to fight for the thrill of for the thrill of fight. And at the beginning of that scene, when he did get to Benedict Cumberbatch's character, the general of their army, we were I was just like, okay, like he's fighting him a little bit. Are he's, is he just going to go get everybody massacred anyway? So it was nice to see that that's that's not what they did do. Uh, but it would have been it would have been more of a war scene had had it gone that direction. I think right, and it's obvious that uh, that's not the type of movie they wanted to make, and it's probably more on me expecting that and that's probably why i didn't like it as much i mean i can sit back at it now and look at it and be like yeah that was a very well done movie but it's just not what i expected so it didn't it didn't hit as hard as some other people who love it i guess so definitely a good movie solid i don't like to give scale but like a solid seven out of ten I would say. Yeah, I think I'm around the same way. Right. Like, it might earn an extra point for me because John Madden's in it. <laughs> or no, no, it's Richard Madden, I believe, is his name. John Madden's a football announcer. <laughs> John Madden. Uh, Richard Madden, you know, put him in more movies. Uh, his best work is Bodyguard on Netflix. If any, if that's been out for, I think, almost two years. Right. If you haven't seen it, like, please 
go see it. It is such a it is such a good show, and I believe he should he should be one of the main namens in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which I don't feel like he's necessarily there yet because he's still getting roles in 1917 where he just shows up for five minutes. Right. I think I've been like my whole life listening to people who review movies. I've always wanted to boil it down to something simple as far as ratings because I don't want to be super technical about mm-hmm. it. Like I really want to have either go see it in theaters stream it or buy it and just leave it at that so i think 1917 for me is a solid stream i don't think you need to own it and i mean it did look better in theaters yeah but if a solid stream it is is probably fair yeah and and i'd say i'm probably around that time too like definitely the theater going experience is going to add something to it for us maybe when you bring it back home on a dvd with a tv speakers it's not going to hit as much right just just you say dvd (laughs) blu-ray or we should probably just say 4k uh people i think enough people buy (laughs) blu-ray still but you know what does hit me was james bond's no time to die (laughs) being delayed so I didn't even see. When did it get delayed till? It got delayed till November. Really? And so it was supposed to come out next month, April. Oof, it is. It is almost a five, six month delay that they decided to all because of this coronavirus. Is what is really? The, that's what they're saying. They believe that the coronavirus spreading is what's going to bring down that movie in like total numbers and, okay. and everything like that. Which I guess they do have a point, mm-hmm. but it's not like the movie's in like a big conference center. It's in these smaller type theaters where right. you really aren't seeing uh, or having personal engagement with the people, ne- the other people in the theater. But I was so looking forward to this movie because I'm mm-hmm. such a big James Bond fan. And it just sucks to have to wait now until November when this movie... When they made this announcement, I think is the beginning of March still. It was, I think, just this week. Mm-hmm. This movie has to already be done. Yeah, yeah I, I would assume it has to be. Because it would probably, the week before that movie comes out, it's, you know, they're sending out the the movie theater copies of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's what I feel is insane is because they're... This coronavirus stuff is scaring so many people to the point where... They have to delay this movie, not two months, not three months, not four, but right. five or six, right. which makes me just feel like they're trying to build up more hype for this movie as well. Like it's a little bit more selfish than just the coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll have to wait and see if any other movies also take that step. Because, you know, you're starting to see, uh, I think there was some some soccer matches that were playing to empty stadiums. Um and just see how that affects. There's been multiple music festivals that have been canceled. Um, there was the gaming conference that got canceled. Yeah. So you're starting to see it more. I'll be interested to see. Obviously, I think as of yesterday, here in Pennsylvania, we had our first two cases. Yes, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Like, I'm going to the movie theater later today to see Onward. It'll be interesting to see if it starts affecting, if you start seeing less people at the movie theater, or if people just don't care. I'm I'm on the side of it seems like it hits more the older generation, right? So I don't for us, like people our age, it seems like if it does affect you, there's a good chance it's just gonna be like the flu. So I guess I don't take it as super serious as everybody else is. I'm still washing my hands more than I normally do, hand sanitizer, that kind of stuff. But it it's definitely gonna be interesting to see if we see a, a mass of movies get pushed. I don't think so, um, but it could, and it could affect a lot of things. And let's take, for example, the budget it takes to make Onward, right. and then the budget it took to film No Time to Die mm-hmm. for uh, the James Bond movie. The, I have I have to believe their budgets are a little bit similar. Like probably. No Time to Die is probably more expensive, while Onward is more animation-wise. But Pixar wants this movie to succeed too Mm -hmm. just and that's why they're delaying no time to die so that's why i think it's more selfish too yeah with this the no time to die movie is such a pinnacle film in this bond franchise that has been plagued with good movies and bad movies which seems like every other movie Mm -hmm. this movie has to succeed or else who know? I don't believe they'll cancel the James Bond franchise for whatever reason. Right. But I know people don't want a long hiatus like they did have when mm-hmm. it comes between Spectre 
and 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 no time to die here yeah i think so james bond movies i've always liked they're just in a weird spot for me because i'm never super pumped when they get announced i get a little more excited when i see a trailer but i'm always going to go see them in theaters but it's not like i'm like dying to see it day one it's just something about it and they did say that this is the longest james bond movie that they've ever made i think it's close to three hours um which for me i don't know that i want that long of a james bond movie i know you probably do but i always enjoy them it's just not a movie that i'm like super pumped to go see um but i will go see it in theaters so hopefully it doesn't get pushed again i would i wouldn't think so we, if if it gets pushed again, it's got to be because of more of the fear of the coronavirus, which at yeah. that point it would just be a, what, five months from now would have to right. be an absolute breakout. Right, which I it. don't see happening, but I guess we'll find out. Um, and again, I know as of yesterday, the day before, they were also you know prepping NBA teams on the possibility of playing to empty arenas. I know colleges are you know sending out memos that like, hey... To the teachers to prepare that when spring break is over which spring break is this week coming yeah. up the possibility of doing online classes you know kids are coming back and you know to quarantine everybody so it doesn't spread that's a very real possibility as well so we just have to kind of wait the spring break to me so this coming week was one that was if it's going to spread it's going to spread this week because or or next week, right right when everybody comes back i think i mean we're in a college town so i guess we would be a a prime place for it to spread i'm definitely surprised that we haven't had anything yet considering where we live and if we do i i could imagine this entire town (laughs) just becoming a desert wasteland right Right. because we have a college because we also have a pretty big high school in our Mm -hmm. area as well right we would just be quarantining everybody at that point and i can imagine just going to my walmart and (laughs) trying and emptiness to all the shelves and it's it's funny seeing like people trying to sell the purell (laughs) or i even saw today a retail store was uh, like as a joke, spider wrapped a Purell and was trying to sell it for five hundred dollars, <laughs> but yep. it's 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 definitely people are more. I believe people are more scared of this virus than they should be. Right. But when it comes to older people and it, it affecting maybe younger kids as well, I understand that. Yep. I mean, it's it has a a lower death rate than the flu does as of right now. So I mean, the flu was real bad what a month ago or two months ago it was real bad um and we were you know everybody made it through for the most part i know the one case that they did have i think that was the one in washington state was in a nursing home that's worst case scenario because that's you know it's going to cause more deaths in the order generation so it was definitely worst case scenario there the one i think the one here in uh, the state of pennsylvania was around the pittsburgh area was one of them maybe yeah i believe i believe there was one in like uh one on each side of the state i believe there's one in pittsburgh and then something in the lehigh valley area or some somewhere just out there so i mean that i guess made me raise my eyebrow a little because you know two weeks from now i'm supposed to go to pittsburgh for three days so i guess that's something to keep an eye on if it gets real bad i may just tell them you know hey i'm not gonna go We'll do it another time just to play it safe, right? Because I don't think, me personally, if I if I were to personally catch it, I, the chances of it killing me aren't that high. But I also have a kid, right? So I have to think about that. We, but we got way off track there, but that's fine. Yeah, it, yeah, it is what it is there. <laughs> Any other movies? So, no, and we'll, we'll let's let's go ahead and just get to the Sonic uh, movie Sonic. stuff because we sure. went ahead and started yep. James Bond went into coronavirus uh-huh. talk <laughs> but Sonic the Hedgehog my expectations for it were just kind of okay mm-hmm. and the movie met those expectations I really it didn't exceed it anything I know my favorite part about the movie for sure is Jim Carrey's character yes. and I understand that a lot of people are comparing that character to Jim Carrey's The Mask mm-hmm. characters but that's that character is a lot of fun to see him play that's, that's classic, classic Jim Carrey, Carrey. yeah and mm-hmm. I it's it's something where Jim Carrey's now getting to the age where I think he'll start taking on less roles or something like that unless it's for bigger money 
but he'll probably be in in another movie or something like that. But I really like the the out there mask type of Jim Carrey that we get with this movie. Yeah, I think like I enjoyed it. I, I took you know my kid to it and she enjoyed it a lot. I didn't expect a whole lot out of it, so you know what we got was good. I think the stigma around video game movies is always bad. So when you get one that wasn't spectacular but it was competent enough i think you gotta you really gotta push it otherwise we're not gonna get decent video game movies um, no i listen to a lot of podcasts right There's a bunch of different gaming podcasts and just throwing it out there listening to the uh, min max pod- podcast mm-hmm. and they were talking about it and they went hard on the stuff that sonic got wrong and to me, like, listening to that was just kind of, like, I don't know. Like, the things they were picking on were so not important. You know, they're talking about, oh, at the end, he didn't spin up his, he didn't spin up into his ball in the, correct, in the correct way. And is it really that important? Like, do we need that? I don't think so. I think the way they did it was fine. And like the whole slow down scene in the bar, they were trying to pick apart, and I'm just yeah. like, it does, it doesn't need to be picked apart. Like the the stuff that you're picking apart is because, well, he's fast, so he can't stop time, and he wasn't stopping time. I think it was just their way of showing this is how fast he is. And they did it in the X Men movies, and they did bring that up that Quicksilver and the X Men movies did the same thing. It's it's the same thing. So, to me. Like, I love those guys to death, but that was, like, so irritating that, like, you're picking apart one of the better video game movies that we've had. We've had a lot of bad ones. I remember being super excited for the Max Payne movie with Mark Wahlberg, and that movie was straight fire, dumpster fire trash. Um, Prince of Persia was another one that was straight trash. So you have to, you can't pick apart the ones that are decent, otherwise we're going to get to the point where they just don't see the point in making them anymore, which I don't want to see. I mean, there's some movies that don't need to be made, right? They've been trying to make a, uh, they tried to make a Bioshock movie. What's the other one that they're still trying to make that has changed? Oh, the Uncharted movie. Yeah. The Uncharted apparently has started filming according to Tom Holland. Now that's one that I don't think we need. You know, there's another one we have to get into, not a movie, but a TV show coming. Uncharted to me is, a movie that you play already mm-hmm. i don't need another movie because then you're just making indiana jones yeah and we have four indiana jones movies. yeah so i don't need that but some of these other ones like sonic is a very good family movie i don't know what else you want from it but it did what it was supposed to do in my opinion yeah and it's that age-old discussion of and it was the same thing that kind of brought up with like how the pokemon series is doing as well the pokemon at sonic series has always been primarily for kids Mm -hmm. and now that that kid generation that grew up on that stuff is getting older all that older generation tends to do is pick it apart yeah and how it's not doing well i can absolutely see the the merits in keeping Pokemon the same because it's always going to work out with kids and that's the main demographic they're hitting. Mm-hmm. In the Sonic movie, if they they wouldn't make nearly enough money or nearly as much money as that movie has had if it were to start catering to the older audience that grew up on it. Right. You have to take you have to take something and then subtract something else. And in the Sonic movie, like those that that podcast you had mentioned mm-hmm. i was listening to other ones as well and the the main pick apart with that bar scene is like oh sonic's you know is this a power that sonic can turn on and off and it was the same thing in the x in the x men film where when they are traveling at normal speed you know their the rest of the world is unaffected mm-hmm. or unaffected when you when you start traveling that fast is when the world starts slowing down which right. is just something that i i had a hard time like why couldn't they get that why right. couldn't they get the fact that sonic's life is still traveling at a normal pace when he's at a normal speed right, right. right. so that's that's what was kind of frustrating about that but mm-hmm. it's it's just the same old discussion that we always have with you know the these movie people when they look at that and they make these types of movies they're going to make it for kids because 
the kids are the ones that are going to see that movie and then the parents have to buy the ticket when they're going to see it so they're essentially doubling their profits it's just a smart move right i think at the end of the day and this comes back to like the way i want to rate movies right like the three ratings for me just enjoy the movie right like if you want to watch oscar movies and pick it apart which i do right like i enjoy watching i always go down the list every year of the nominated movies i'm like all right i'm gonna watch all these and i'll pick them apart but these aren't oscar movies these are movies that you're supposed to go and buy popcorn and just have a good hour and a half like we don't need to pick it apart just enjoy it for what it is an hour and a half you can spend with your kid or you can even if you don't have kids just chill and then walk out and be like, yeah, that was a good time. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. It just seems like a waste of time to sit there and try to pick it apart. So, And then the other part of, not movie talk, but mm-hmm. this is more TV show, is that the HBO announced that they are going to be writing a Last of Us series. And I really don't have any other opinion on that. I think like HBO has done a really good job of making the these types of shows before so i think they're going to do a good job i just mm-hmm. from what i want to see is the actors they pick right. and primarily the actor who should play joel i think definitely is the nikolai walder casto or or caster waldo mm-hmm. from game of thrones who plays jamie lannister when he's all bearded up i think he almost looks exactly like right uh joel at that point Mm-hmm. to play ellie well i just have two of them there and i was just looking at the internet to see what they thought mm-hmm. caitlin deaver is apparently a very possible choice she's from netflix is unbelievable and looks exactly like ellie if you if you bring that picture up on the internet you're gonna be like wow that that is a perfect fit for ellie mm-hmm. one of the other ones that i thought was fun was daphne Keene, who plays wolverine's daughter in logan right so i definitely think i just hope they do this show justice mm-hmm. i've never really been into a zombie zombie tv shows i really never got into the walking dead but if if they do this show well i have i have an attachment to the last of us because it was such a good game mm-hmm. so i'm gonna watch that series i just hope they do it justice yeah and i mean we had talked a little bit about it I, that's my biggest fear is, you know, The Last of Us was, you had the the clickers, right? But the majority of the story is based on just the humans, right? Um, the clickers are there, but you're also fighting everybody else. And that's what The Walking Dead, I mean, I think I watched the first six seasons of Walking Dead, and then Jeez. I just, enough was enough for me. But the Walking Dead did that already, right? They started off with the zombie apocalypse, but they got to the point where the zombies are there in the episodes, but it's not about the zombies at all. So we've already done that. Um, not that they can't do it better, right? The Last of Us can be great, which just makes me nervous. And also, that's another one to me, like Uncharted, where I don't particularly think we need it because the game is so good at telling a story anyway. But I am interested to see how it is it's hbo they got a lot of money to put behind it and they have a good track record of doing good shows so i will check it out for sure i'm just not 100 percent sold that we need it right now also i did watch birds of prey and then whatever else i know they cut the second part of the title of that movie out um Mm -hmm. because it was the emancipation of harley quinn i think is what it was called and they cut that out because they said it was too confusing uh, I had a couple people tell me that I needed to see this movie. I think it's at like an 82 or 84 on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's very, very high. Um, which one, I don't know if you watched the trailer way back when. I, remember I watched the trailer before it came out and I thought, man, this looks terrible. <laughs> um, I don't, again, I didn't think we needed another Harley Quinn movie. She's the perfect pick for Harley Quinn, I think. But I did watch it and it's fantastic it's very very good it's a lot better than i thought it would be it's very funny it has a point it doesn't rely on the joker which is nice it's all about harley quinn and i mean there's a lot in there that i don't want to spoil obviously because you know it's i don't know if it's still in theater okay yeah Yeah, it wasn't there when i went all right um it's definitely a very very good movie it's one of I think when you put the DC movies that have came out, I don't know what your top ones are, but Aquaman for me is was very, very good. 
Shazam is up there. I think for me, this one's going to be at the top DC movies that they've done. Um, I'm going to say that this is a go see in theaters movie, but if you can find it, because I think it's on the tail end of going down. It's Harley Quinn. It's Huntress. There is a couple villains in there. I mean, they're all villains technically, but I don't want to spoil a whole lot because there's a lot that goes on into that movie that is best left just to see on your own. Mm-hmm. So I will just not go super in-depth with it. But definitely check it out in theaters if you haven't. If not, I'm sure it'll be on streaming and Blu-ray probably pretty soon because that came out two yeah. months ago. Yeah, it just it just depends like with, with how the... I, with how the company wants to, I guess, bring out the Blu-rays. Because it was like the same thing with The Rise of Skywalker. That hasn't been in movies, theaters for a while. And they're just going to be releasing it at the end of March. Right. Which I've been waiting for because I do want to watch it again. Yeah. Since I feel like we forgot about it. <laughs> but definitely check out Birds of Prey. So that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and then with the Sonic movie, I guess, if we were to give that a rating. Because mm-hmm. we did jump to that. Yeah. I, I I would definitely say... If if you're an adult, I would say just go to the movie theater and watch it. I definitely think this movie has a lot more value for kids, which I would say for kids. If you're trying if you watch the movie and your kid enjoy it, I'd say buy it. Yeah. I think I'd probably lean more towards I mean I have a kid, but if I'm thinking just for me in general, I would say stream. I don't think you need to buy it. It's you know, I think it's at a sixty four. I can look, but I'm pretty sure it's a sixty four on Rotten Tomatoes. So um definitely stream it. If you want to, if you like it that much, you can pick it up, but we'll stick with stream it for me. All right. What else we got? We, that's pretty much what I have on my list for okay. everything. I know we have Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. So that's kind of like in the, I guess the news portion of it. So we have the release date for Ghosts. Um, I don't, I don't have it written down. That I believe is June 28th, okay. if, I, if I'm correct. Right. Which leads us to the next three months for playstation is a very busy month so if you think that i mean we have doom and animal crossing at the end of this month march but when you head into april you have final fantasy and then you head into may and you have last of us and now in june you have ghosts so it's going to be a very very busy uh next three months for everybody if you own a playstation or even if you don't it's a good time to pick one up i don't know for you, but for me, I didn't think it was going to come out this early. Uh, I I, believe, I have to agree. Like I thought it was going to come out later um, right. toward the holiday season where maybe it's one of those games where they bring it out for PS4 and PS5. Mm-hmm. But that, that just isn't the case. And I think Sony just wants to have... This game has been primarily made with PS4 in mind, and I know it's been announced for a long time, and mm-hmm. people finally want to get their hands on this. And this is probably, hopefully, PS4's swan song. Yeah. Uh, before, because it's coming out in June, and I think that's after E3, yeah. uh, June June 28th, would then mean that we, hopefully, we already know more about PS5 and what exclusives are coming there. I mean, I would assume then that The Last of Us and, and Ghost is going to be something that they'll have the, they probably won't call it the remastered version, but I can almost guarantee that those two are going to be on PS5 in yeah. some way, just like they did with the first Last of Us, where I bought it on PS3 and then I bought it on PS4 remastered, so... I don't know if maybe they go the route that Cyberpunk's going now with Xbox, where, hey, if you buy Cyberpunk on Xbox One, you can get the, the newer version with the new console for free, um, like the update or the upgrade. I would assume it would be something that Sony would do, hopefully. They're smart enough to do that. But again, on that game, though, I don't. obviously there wasn't a whole lot of gameplay in that new trailer. It was more story. For me, because... As we, I think, discussed last time, I'm not a Sekiro fan. I don't like the Dark Souls-type combat, except for the Star Wars game. I think I'm more... I'm hoping, a little nervous, that they don't go that route with this game. I don't think we need another one of those. Yeah, I do admit, like, this game does feel a lot more cinematic. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to go down that type of type of hill with it right my my main concern and it's not anything to be with shishima but it's going to be about storage for these consoles i'm just 
I'm so interested to see what they decide to do with storage because we already have terabyte hard drives mm-hmm. in our Xboxes. I have a four terabyte and it's almost full. Yep. So it's just a matter of when I'm thinking about these new consoles and the fact that they're all stating, okay, we're doing solid state hard drives now. We're going to eliminate load times. The mm-hmm. load screen's dead. What? How much memory is this? are these things going to take now? Right. I would assume... And I don't think they've said, as far as storage-wise, how much the new consoles are going to have. But if it's a solid state, I think it's safe to assume it's going to be a 500 gigabyte, right? I don't think they would put a terabyte in. Maybe they do. I think they have to. Yeah. With with how much data these games need now, and Mm -hmm. especially since now more and more developers are putting 30 gig updates on a release day game. Because take for two examples, the two biggest games that take up space on my Xbox and PlayStation. I'll go with my Xbox. Mm -hmm. Modern Warfare and Star Wars Battlefront 2. So both of those games, I'm almost positive, take up more than 100 gigabytes each. Mm -hmm. And with that, if it's a 500 gigabyte solid state drive, you're looking at, you've got room for a lot less games. Because with with eliminating load times and with all these teraflops that these (laughs) new consoles have, this it's just going to require more data. Like I think you have to start at a terabyte. Yeah. Or we have to start being able to upgrade these systems on our own now. Yeah, I could see them also doing what they did before, right? So Xbox and PlayStation both give you a terabyte right now. They're not solid state, right? But they're terabyte hard drives. But they almost imply that you should go buy an external hard drive. Because, I mean, I bought the one terabyte Xbox One X, and then that obviously isn't enough. So I bought the four terabyte. And granted, I have a lot of games installed on my xbox that i don't need to have installed because i don't play them but if you think about it at one point i had call of duty on there which was over 100 gigs i had um red dead redemption 2 which is over 100 uh apex so i think was 60 or 80 mm-hmm. um the the halo master chief collection was 80 so that's five games that are you know that's 500 gigabytes pretty much and I know when I bought the PlayStation 4, which I don't have the Pro, but I bought the Uncharted, Uncharted 4 PlayStation 4, which had a 500 gigabyte hard drive. By the time I installed that, I had NBA on there at the time, and I think I had one other game. I was full. And I didn't buy an external for my PlayStation because I don't play it as much. But I think I would almost lean more towards them doing the same thing. They're, they may give you a terabyte, which will not be enough. They're not going to give... I can't see them doing more than a terabyte. No, I, yeah. I can't see a two terabyte solid state. That's too expensive. Yeah, and, and that's that's the biggest contention point with these consoles is right. how much they're... Maybe the Xbox Series X mm-hmm. could be because there's rumors that there is two different versions right. of it. So maybe the, the upgraded version has a two terabyte. But these, these consoles, like the biggest thing about them now is price. And all we keep hearing is that this has to be more expensive. This has to be a $500, $600 console, which I know $600 is definitely irking back toward PS3 days, which nobody wants to pay $600 for a console, but it's... Everybody wants the latest and greatest out of gaming, and mm-hmm. when you do that, you're going to drive up the cost. I can't see them going over 500 I mean, they always take losses on the consoles, right? That's just the, how they do business. They're, you don't make money on the consoles. You make it on the games. So I think for me, though, the big worry is my 4-terabyte external hard drive is not solid state. Yeah. It's just a regular hard drive. So when the new consoles come out, Obviously, I'm probably going to trade in my Xbox One X because I won't need it. But that hard drive now probably becomes obsolete because I highly doubt they're going to have non-solid state externals work with it. I mean, maybe it does. I feel like they have to with, at least specifically with Xbox, I believe they have to because of all the backwards capability that Xbox has done. Right. I think you'll be fine with a lot of those games there. And we're still waiting on Sony to say anything about backwards compatibility, price, have they said anything about what's inside the console? Of I don't think. There's only ever rumors. Yeah. People are saying that the PS5 is going to be slightly less powerful than the Xbox the Series X. Right. With with PS5, they ju- I get like the whole anticipation, what they're trying to do there. They're trying to 
okay, Xbox announced something like for the upgrade system. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they're working on now. Right. But I think eventually the the tension has to reach a maximum where I I believe they have to announce something. Mm-hmm soon because people need to know whether or not these game or whether or not these consoles are even coming out yeah during the holiday season because i know that the coronavirus again (laughs) is causing shortages everywhere with you know switches are sort of you know we're getting fewer and fewer in um in retail stores so yeah and i think uh we've been going back and forth for a while now about which console we're going to buy first. I think you lean more towards Sony, right? And then for me, when I look at it, I think we look at what games we think will be there on release day. And for a while, we were thinking Ghost would be a release day launch. Obviously, that's not going to be the case now. So I'll be playing it on PS4. But when I look at the games that are come out, you know, Microsoft has said Halo, right? That'll be there. And then Sony, obviously, you're going to have your third party stuff, but we got to look at the first party. I don't know what they have. It's not going to be Last of Us. It's not going to be Ghost because we'll have already played that. So they need something else. And again, when I look at it, Halo, I like Halo. I wouldn't say it's my favorite franchise, but I always play it. And I'm going to get that for free through Gamecast. Not for free, but right. Like I don't have to go out and spend $60 because I have Game Pass. I can just download it. And then all my other games are going to play better, which is was the big thing with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. It's going to do the same thing. It's going to upgrade them and run them smoother. Maybe we might get 120 frames and that kind of stuff. So for me, I tend to lean more towards Xbox just because, hey, if I buy this Xbox and Halo is the big launch title, I don't have to spend another $60 because I can just download it for free. It's included in my Game Pass. So. Yeah. I don't know if that switches people because obviously Sony has the more popular console right now. I don't know if we see a shift because of that. Probably not. But they could see, Sony could see more people go towards Xbox just because of Game Pass. And who knows, maybe they have something they're working on. I know they have uh, the PlayStation Now, right? The streaming service. Yeah. But it's, it's, in my opinion, nowhere near the level of game pass right game pass is constantly throwing stuff up there they just threw nba 2k20 on there which is you know if you like basketball that's a big deal i I paid a hundred dollars for that game and now everybody can play it for free so there's a lot that sony i think has to come out and say soon or they're going to start losing a little bit of customers not not an insane amount because everybody's loyal you know you and i eventually will buy both that that's a given yeah it just depends on which one we're getting first. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like f- for for PS5, I guess f- people are really going on the fact that the Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 will be announced. Right. And the main thing with that is, yes, it's a really good single-player campaign, mm-hmm. but a lot of days consoles now are decided by who you're playing with and what your friends are getting, yep. which I know a lot of people that are going to get the Xbox because Halo is multiplayer. Yep. And the new Call of Duty, whatever that is, will be released on both of the next-gen systems. Well, there's such an emphasis now on cross-platform, too. So it may not be an issue. Right. (laughs) Hopefully that's the case, because if you... You know, I don't... We play a lot of games together, but I wouldn't want, like, your decision or my decision to be influenced on which one the other one's doing. So if it comes down to... Hey, I may get the Xbox and you may get the PlayStation, but we can still play Call of Duty together. We can yeah. still play just about every game together. Then it's fine. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, and if and on top of that too, because for example, I probably won't as it is right now, I probably won't be getting the X the Xbox at launch, mm-hmm. which means I'll still have my X, right? right? Which if they're all about, you know, playing um, back pa- uh, backwards compatible mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a problem when it comes to playing with friends right. because I probably wouldn't trade in my Xbox until I was about to get the Series X yeah and that if Halo comes out we can both still play it together yeah. mine would just be in that case maybe run a little bit smoother in that case maybe look a little bit better but we're still getting the same game experience sure. which is cool and then what we're what we're both going to end it off at here is this past week was the Switch's third year anniversary. Yeah, Switch has now officially been out for three years, mm-hmm. according to websites. 
It has sold about 62 million so far, and I'm rounding up there. It's really close to 62. Mm-hmm. And it is expected for it um, to pass the SNES. Which, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah, which yeah. it just needs about 12 million. And we're already three months into 2020. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be. The only thing that's probably keeping it from passing that now is probably coronavirus and all that type of stuff that's affecting entertainment everywhere. Right. So I think. Um... Obviously, I don't feel like we talk about Switch games as much, but that's probably because there isn't a whole lot of newer Switch games out there that we're playing. But if you were to guess and what your, say, your top two most played games are on there, what would they be? So if, if we're going by hours, yeah, for by sure. Hours, yeah. yeah, which which I really do like that about the Switch mm-hmm. consoles. It tells me the hours. It's going to be Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's going to be Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> No, Zelda, or that'd be number three. Zelda, yeah, would definitely be number three. I know, I think Zelda I've put um, more than 80 hours into. Mm-hmm. I know, but I know Smash and Fire Emblem are both in the 100-hour <laughs> range. Right. And we don't talk about Switch as much until their first-party releases come out. Yeah. And my main concern with the Switch this month and in the coming months now is I'm not that big into Animal Crossing. Right. It's just not my type of game. I may get it for the sake of us being able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who will be getting the game as well. But then after that, where is Nintendo going then? Because yeah. you have a lot of months there where, yes, you're getting Doom Eternal mm-hmm. on... But nobody on... wants to play it on the Switch. Unless that's your only option... Why would you play it on the Switch? Yeah, and on top of that, too, Outer Worlds, I believe, is coming... Or, yeah, out, The Outer Worlds is coming out mm-hmm. eventually right. for the... But again, that's on Game Pass. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, you're getting this game because it's your only console or because you want to play it portably. Right. For example, I have I have The Witcher 3 on Switch. Mm-hmm. And it runs fine on there, but it is not nearly as nice as when I run it on my PC. Right. But it's for the... Switch is for the portability for a lot of people. I primarily play it docked, surprisingly. Which is crazy because I never play it docked, yeah. ever. I it's For me, it's... I play either, you know ps4 or xbox and then when i go to lay down that's when i play the switch for a little bit i think if you were to look at like my top two games number one for sure would be super mario odyssey because that's the game that when i bought the console the switch it came with and i completely beat that and loved it um on a side note i would think if they're going to announce anything we're probably due for another some sort of super mario whether it's odyssey or maybe they go back to galaxy maybe but that is how many years old now, right? Two? Odyssey, I believe, is two years. Right, that came out with the Switch, right? No, not oh, Odyssey. After. That, that was after the Switch. Okay. I think it was a couple months later. Okay. So I don't. I think it's closing up on its, um, mm-hmm. on its time there. Because I think I remember it coming out when, when students were around. Yeah. So I think that's there. Were everybody's expecting Breath of the Wild too? Because right. that is going to sell your that is going to sell switches mm-hmm. when new consoles are coming out right. because the Nintendo fan base and so many people have an Xbox or a PlayStation. They don't have both, but mm-hmm. do have a Switch for the Legend of Zelda. And- right, and there's still the um, Metroid is floating around there a little bit. That's been floating around since the Switch came out. I think before, right? I think that was floating around with the Wii U. I I know that's been I know that's been rumored for a long time, but, but I, I just think we wouldn't see it till next year. Yeah. Again, just because it's something that had all that development, they teased it, and then they tell us that a new studio's taking it over now. Mm-hmm. So I I just don't believe that Metroid Prime Four would be coming out then. So we're back to when the Switch first came out, and Zelda right was the big thing, and then. A couple months later, Mario Odyssey came out, and then the following year is when there wasn't a whole lot, right? We had what Smash? Yeah, uh, two yeah two thousand yeah two thousand nineteen right. was Smash Bros. But they they did a good job because there was always there was always a a good game to play. I don't remember two thousand nineteen being a soft year. Yeah, I think we had there was the Yoshi game, mm-hmm. which whatever. I think we had the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze came out. I'm trying to think what else first party there was. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the Wii U, yeah, you know, exports there, yeah. yeah. Which a lot of people are saying that 
um, a new Mario Kart should probably be in the works That's about now. now. Yeah. Because Mario Kart 8 is as old as it is. Yeah, it was on the Wii U. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's sold like gangbusters on the Switch. I think that's probably my, if I had to guess, my second most played is probably Mario Kart. Now that I think about it. Yeah, and I think for me, I would have played it more had I not had a Wii U and played it on Wii right. Which I never had a Wii U. So for me, I know a lot of people get tired of the remakes, and at some point you can't just rely on those. But it was nice for me to be able to play the games that were on Wii U that I didn't get to play. So Mario Kart, I think the Donkey Kong one, right? Yeah, when that was yeah. on the Wii U. Um, it was nice to be able to actually play those. The Yoshi game, that wasn't a remake, but that game was terrible, so whatever. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely need we need some announcements because they, they're going hard on Animal Crossing, obviously, because it's coming out. But after that, there's I don't see anything yeah. on the horizon other than third-party stuff that, let's be honest, most people aren't going to buy for the Switch. So Especially shooters, because mm-hmm. I do not want to play a shooter on the Switch at all. So... But uh, that's going to be all the news and gaming news that we have for this week's podcast. We have uh, set up a couple social media platforms now. Yep. By the time this is released, we should have a Twitter at High Sensitivity Gaming. We should also have an Instagram yep. that around that same. High Sensitivity Podcast is going to be the Instagram. Yep. It's mm-hmm. the same for the email as well. High Sensitivity Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some questions, all that good stuff. Yeah, we we would love to do more hypothetical stuff too. Uh, if when people email us, we just want we want to make this show also about like user creativity, mm-hmm. or even have or you know even have fans call in or something like that. Yeah. We definitely want to get more people involved with this, and you probably can only listen to. <laughs> for so long. Yep. So I don't. Uh, so, so we we look forward to it. If you guys ever want an idea of what kind of emails we would want, you know, we want your gaming opinions. Uh, we want our certain hypothetical things. Yeah. One of the podcasts I have been listening to is the Game Informer Show, and people keep sending them hypotheticals about you know what's called a they call it Game Informer Town, mm-hmm. where you know you have a Mount Rushmore, of. Uh, like a national monument in this town you also have like a pet store where you have you know the top five pet icons of gaming Mm -hmm. stuff for us to argue about that's always great (laughs) while we get along great right now there's Mm going to be something that we argue about in the future anyway for sure (laughs) so please send any questions you guys have to high sensitivity podcast at gmail and we'd love to answer them cool Cool. all right that's going to be it for this podcast Yep. yep And we will, we will see, see you, you next, next week. week. Yeah, see you guys next time.